we continue on here. And the big seven-footer, the five-time NBA champ, Big Bill Cartwright, joins us. I, I'm sure he's uh, reveling in Sacramento's uh, game one victory uh, because that is the hometown for the seven-footer. How you feeling, big guy? Everybody should be reveling in the in the victory. Um, of course, we're always confused by the fact, why should the Warriors win? They haven't won on the road all year. I know. So oh. it's... Uh, what a what a nightmare! But I do have to comment about this. Uh, you're talking about a buffet. Aren't you past the buffet? Is that that's not even healthy anymore? You got you got those uh, uh, cop trays uh, in front of you and uh, enormous people walking around. And uh, aren't you past that? Aren't you past the quality dining right yes, now? Yes, yes. Are you going to take sexy to a buffet? That's so that's the best you got. You no, be here's the deal. If you if you listen to the story, it's not my I idea. You're right. How many times have you and I been to a buffet? It doesn't happen, it right? It doesn't happen. I don't take you to buffet for a couple reasons. One no, is I'm not I'm not 60 years old. Right, exactly. I'm not going to a buffet. Yeah, yeah. Because you like I, I know it's not like going to Oki Frioli back in the day, right? Oki Frioli in Sacramento. You you probably went there all kinds of times, didn't you? You hit the buffet line about five six times at Oki Frioli. <laughs> Hometown buffet, some of those others? Yeah, no, I, I for one thing, I couldn't afford to go there. <laughs> and uh, when I did go there, uh, yeah, you try to load up, you sit there, uh, because, you know, you really had no food. And that was like, that was good food back in those days. You ate everything, including people's houses. But <laughs> you, my friend, uh, I don't care who is instructing you to go bu- to a buffet. You cannot go to a buffet. That is, okay, uh, let me explain really to you. Okay, again, okay, it's it, this is Sax's idea. He wants to take the quake there because he wants to see how much the quake can eat. And I, and so when I had him on the show last week, I even said this. I said, listen, let's, uh, I don't know if you're married to the buffet, Steve, if it really needs to be buffet because you have been talking about you want to see the quake in action at the buffet. But I said, here's a problem. A couple things that, that you know, have, have happened since the pandemic. Buffet's closed down. And there's very few buffets that are even open here. I, I can count on one hand, I think, how many buffets are still open in Vegas. And I said, I prefer, you know, quality over quantity. I said, how about we go take them to a, a, a nice restaurant? He goes, oh, we can go wherever you want. He goes, but I, I just wanted to see the look on uh, these people's faces in the buffet when the quake comes rolling up. So that's why the buffet came up. Very unacceptable on a lot of levels. <laughs> the one thing that you... Oh, okay, Mr. PC. There you go. We got The food police is in the house. It's Mr. Cartwright. Barty no, Fife, where's your badge? You two, Mr. Sacramento, Hall of Famer, you guys, that's that's your entertainment? You take the quick to a buffet? You gotta be kidding me. Now, come on. We're not in high school or college anymore. You can't be doing that kind of stuff anymore. And then if you do do it, you're not going to announce it on, on radio. And this is what we're doing, boys. Hey, this is, this is, uh, obviously, you don't know Saxy real well. You know, again, he's, you know, wow. and he wants to kick and some dirt with some umpires every now. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? That's actually just taking the full blow to this too. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking yourself out of it. <laughs> no, we're not gonna we're not gonna end up at a buffet. We're gonna end up at, at, at a nice spot. There you go. All right. So uh, we, we'll share some pictures with you. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm more curious about what we started with a little basketball. Yeah, here let's go. Because... Let's go. All right, game one. I... What, what were what were your thoughts? 
I, I actually have a friend of mine here who is an avid. This guy's name is Leland Crawford. He's an avid Kings fan, and, and I'm going to put him on the air. And I'm going to let you have him tell you what it is. You love the way that Cartwright is always producing. He's either putting grandkids on. He's putting his sons on. Now he's going to put, you know, Leland on, which is fine. You know, no problem. Leland, what's going on, man? Here you go. I I did not request to go on the air, okay? (laughs) Oh, I know that. That's, That's producer Cartwright there. Producer Cartwright. He loves doing this. Uh, you know, I think they need to get Sabonis and some of these other guys off. You know, Keegan didn't have a great game. Uh, Herder didn't have a great game. Uh, the, the Kings need to get some of these other guys shooting. They can't depend on Fox and Monk to, to take it all over every game. But um, what's the prediction? Yeah. I don't know. I, you know I don't, the Warriors have got so much experience, you know, it's tough to, to bet against them, I think. But. Um, I think the first game was, was a tougher game for the Kings, and the second game will be. We'll see. Okay. Warriors what, what look at, and I thought this was interesting because when they were talking uh, and during the timeouts, they were talking about pushing the ball back at the Warriors, and the Warriors looked dead tired in the second half. So it's, it's an interesting formula that they have because even when they did score, Curry had a big three, Thompson. It didn't matter. They came right back at him and kept putting pressure on. So I think it's going to be a really interesting match. Uh, naturally, it's just one game, and people are still trying to hold the home court. But uh, I, I think this is going to be an interesting series. So, Bill, what, 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 what are your thoughts? Being a, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you're a King or or Steph Curry slash Warriors fan. As you've been in the past, so we, we're not sure where you're, uh, where you lie right now. <laughs> Remember, man, I, I, I was media. I'm media. I was there Saturday night in oh, capacity. And, you know, I cannot be, you know, partial. That's the way it is. So. Uh, again, no, no, I, it's way too late for that because everybody knows that you uh, are riding on Curry's back right now. You listen, yes, I called Warriors. I predicted Warriors. I, I wagered on the Warriors. I I was very adamant about it. Outspoken about it. Uh, I'm I'm happy for Sacramento. I I did enjoy the atmosphere Saturday night. Being there was fantastic. It was electric. It really reminded me of uh, you know 1999 or 2002. It was it was electric. I was happy for those Kings fans. All right, at least most of them. You know, I got a story I'll, I'll tell at the bottom of the hour that you know a little upset with some uh, you know handful of Kings fans. But anyway, but no, it, it's it, I I was banking on the experience factor. We know the Warriors don't like to play D. The Kings really don't either. But but here are the adjustments that the Warriors need to make, Bill. The rebounding they got out rebounded. They got out out scored in the paint sixty to forty four. And again, the shot selection as, as what we've seen with the Warriors to be their demise. It was those things. And that's why they didn't practice yesterday. You know, Kerr says, listen, we're going to stay in the hotel and we're, we're going to watch tape. We're going to watch film. We're going to go over this stuff because we can't have this happen again. And the Warriors look like they're in control for a good portion of the game. But the come fourth quarter, even though there were 10 lead changes, when Sacramento got the lead with about four minutes to go, I'm thinking like, I don't think the Warriors are going to be able to pull this thing off. And again, shot selection was a problem with them. And if Sabonis is going to crash crash the glass, both the offensive and defensive end, then the Warriors don't have any answer for that. So uh, I'm asking you, what adjustments are the Warriors going to make tonight? 
You know, the warrior shot selection has always been confusing because there are no inappropriate shots. And it doesn't matter time score or whatever. What they normally do, they're able to get to the basket, which I was assuming they would try to do a lot more and get some easy shots at the basket because uh, the Warriors basically don't have a, well, they have one basketball protector, but he doesn't play doesn't play a lot by its bonus. So um, there's usually nobody at home. So um, I just thought it was interesting, the formula for, I thought, for the Kings in that game was to keep pushing the ball back at them. And I think that's going to be an interesting formula coming into this next game. And let me ask you a question. Does the Warriors deserve to win anything? Considering you got these guys who didn't want to play during the season, uh, now they're going to play. Now they decided they're going to play on the road uh, and then somehow win and then somehow turn themselves on like a like a robot. You're, you're uh, describing what, the Lakers. What? Aren't you describing the Lakers as well right there? Probably more so with yeah. the Lakers. What are you talking about? Yeah, what are you complaining about the Lakers? The Lakers and you, and that's the interesting thing about you. You were complaining for years about the Lakers. The fact that they're not playing, guys, and the Warriors finish right behind the Lakers. There so was not that many. De- no, no, no. Listen, you're confused. You okay, you, you. I'm not confused. Look, DMPs look and injuries are different. Right behind Cur- the Lakers, Curry was injured. Wiggins was injured. Those guys injured. missed. You know, yeah, twenty six and twenty four games after, respectively. They were injured after after, after a back to back. They're always injured. Oh, I'm just saying, legitimate injuries. Injured. Legitimate what injuries. About? We we started complaining about this. Why are you such a warrior hater? You live there. I'm you not, live seven not, miles not, from not, the arena. Why are you such a I'm, hater? I'm not a hater. I'm I'm telling you. I'm telling you what you tell me about these guys, and we. You and I, that's you, complain that the Warriors... Put it away. It's the playoffs now. Put the regular season away. As we know, it doesn't matter. You and I don't like the regular season. Oh, so you so so it doesn't matter what you said. Eighteen games into the season, when the Warriors were not playing, you were complaining. That doesn't matter now. You got to be kidding me. It does matter. Well, now. that's why they're the sixth seed. That. That's why they don't have home court because of that, right? That's, that's why the Lakers are a seventh right? seed. Right, play, play this, play the same type of basketball. So don't be complaining about the Lakers unless you're complaining about the Warriors. That's all I'm saying. You can take off your gold, uh, purple and gold jersey anytime you want. Right now, you know, under, it's, underneath it's, your it's, little flannel green, shirt, there. Green and gold, it's green and gold, baby. It's green. And that's all it is. All right, so, all it is here. I'm just calling it for what it is. All right, don't be hate. You talking about hate? You got so much hate for the Lakers. Hey, it's the same team. It's the same team doing the same stuff. So, okay. get, so get out of Dodge, pal. And uh, now, according to that, the other that, probably 14 teams the like them in the NBA. Now that you jumped on the Lakers, yeah. can we go back to talking about the Kings and the Warriors? That's the interesting thing. Yeah, let, let, let me let, yeah, tell you what. How about this? Let me conduct the interview. How's that? Instead of you playing Mr. Producer there, how's that? That'd be good? <laughs> yeah, like you're in studio here. I love it. All right, hey. Cinderella story. Let's talk. Let's let's give the Kings credit. It's a Cinderella story, right? Wouldn't you agree that this team looked nothing like a Cinderella? Why do you think that is? Well, the Kings have played well all year. The, the Kings have the Kings have done well all year. The Kings have played their guys, and when the guys were hurt, they had other guys step up. 
Um, I really admire the job they've done. They've held together, um, played through actual injury, and 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 done a great job. So they are to be admired. Uh, this is why uh, uh, this this coach over here is going to get coach of the year for the job that he's done for his entire team. So uh, they they burn their way, and I think it's just going to be really interesting. Very exciting for the city. It's only been 17 years since they've been in the playoffs. Uh, this is this is great stuff. Let's talk a little bit about that atmosphere. I mean, again, both of our hometowns. You actually played there as well, you know, as a visiting player, you know, at the old Arco Arena, uh, obviously not in Golden One Center. But just talk about what that was like for you as a player, because the Kings had some pretty decent teams still, you know, when when you were playing there, but uh, nothing like it was in those early 2000s. But just 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 hit on, you know, from a visiting player standpoint, going back to those crazy days at Arco Arena. But they were still good days. They still had great fans back then uh, who would come to the games. When we did have an opportunity to come in, and we're coming in from the Midwest, that was really our only shot to get in town. So it was always a big game. It was a lot of fun to me to play in front of the uh, in front of the home crowd. Um, we probably or normally would have the better teams to come up with a victory. And probably expected to. So, uh, but it was fun. You know, the crowds here have always have always been great. The fans have always been great. Um, really enjoyable atmosphere. Um, those days, probably not in the best arena, but uh, but the fans always super great. So, when you look at this Kings team with Darren Fox and Malik Monk off the bench, and you know you got Sabonis, you know, in the middle there. But does this team remind you of anyone else in, in, in prior years at all when you look at the way they play and uh, in, in some of the performances that we've seen you know, by these guys, specific, specifically De'Aaron Fox and especially in Game 1? I don't think it reminds you. I think it just reminds you that they have weapons now. Mm-hmm. They have the ability to score. They have a style of play. They play up Temple. Um they're going to tell you they're going to try to guard a little bit, but they don't. They're a scoring team. When they score, they they they, they score really well. Uh, at the end of the game, Fox is their guy. Uh, so uh, they they now can finish games off, and it's um, and it's just really interesting to to see them develop throughout the course of the season. And like I said, they they've done a great job. They've worked really hard. They've stayed focused. Um, so they're fun. They're, they're they're fun to watch. They got a huge fan base, crazy fan base. Uh, well, I'm not going to wear any purple tonight and do that. I still got my green and gold on. Uh, and and, and watch the There's no green and gold plane. Yeah, there's not a green and gold team in in, in the uh, in the playoffs. Matter. Or it, it, it doesn't matter. The green and gold is just it's, it's always there. It's like uh, it's almost like Superman jersey. Just talk. Let me ask you this. Uh, with the Kings right now, okay, with this team, with this momentum, because no one knew exactly how they were going to respond, you know, not having, you know, guys that have been there before. I mean, heck, Fox has never even played in an NBA playoff game before. Is this sustainable? This team, this style, what they're doing around, you know, as is it sustainable to making a deep run into the playoffs here? 
Well, you can't have that mindset. You're deep running. No, I know that. But again, we're, you're you're an analyst now. You're not in the locker room. You're not a coach. You're an analyst looking at this well, team. Is this sustainable? I would, I would say I would say as an analyst, uh, playoffs basketball is not like that because it, what you're doing right now, what the uh, Kings are doing right now, is maintaining home court home court position. And if they could do that. Um, I think they have to feel pretty good. But I think what they should feel good about is the fact that they have found a vulnerability in, in, in the Warriors. And we'll see, are they able to exploit that tonight? Because, uh, you know, the, the Warriors still scored 120 some points and still got, still got beat. So, uh, it's going to be really interesting. Now let's see if Leland has something to add to that. Since he watched more games than I got. <laughs> Leland, <laughs> Leland's back. I got. A, I got a question for Leland. I got a question. Leland, you, yeah. ready, you ready for my question? Sure. Uh, okay. So you're hanging out with a big seven footer today. Uh, did he get you in a cribbage game or something? Is that why you're there today? Are you guys sitting around a table playing cribbage? <laughs> Far cheesy. Far cheesy. I knew it. There it is. Bring it up. <laughs> now, now, Leland, okay, you know this relationship the seven footer and I have. I mean, is this entertaining for you? To, are you just shaking your head listening to this banner? I mean, this is this is ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> A little bit, yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I mean, Bill, why are you putting Leland, poor Leland Carter, why are you putting him in the middle of this? I mean, I mean, he doesn't want to be subbed in right now. Leland's at the end of the bench, and he's just got he's got a seat. You know, he's I don't know if I want to go in or not. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's Coach Carright. Leland, you're in. Let's go. That's right. That's right. Somebody, somebody's gonna get you right. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Now you do you do great stuff. Uh, uh, you, you talk about many different subjects, and for the most part, you're absolutely correct. But there are times when we got to get you right. That's all I'm saying. That that is the big seven footer, Big Bill Cartwright. Marco's in the house. Marco's here. Marco, come to the rescue. I don't know if I can save this or not. He's going. He's going to Leland. I'm going to Marco. <laughs> Bill, from a standpoint going into game one, the big question that we all had is obviously the experience factor with the Warriors. I think the way that Sacramento was able to win game one after trailing for three and a half quarters and able to get the lead with like four minutes to play and then withstand it, that's got to be a huge leg up in the confidence level for them going into game two. Yeah, I think if you're able to maintain what you've already established, I think that's a big part of it. Um, playoff basketball is about just playing. There's no fear. There's no fear. You can't have fear on the court. You're just playing basketball. And whatever situation happens, you have to adjust to it. So, um, but this same formula of attack, and I've thought about offensively, because defensively, both teams are, it's, it's a hope and a prayer, but teams are making shots. There's nothing they can do about it, but um, but if they were able to go back at them and attack and uh, just be persistent that way, um, what you can't feel good about is if you're a Warriors fan is that you have one on the road all year, and then now all of a sudden you're disappointed when you know. So, I mean, I'm expecting the Warriors to play well at home. Um, I thought that uh, the referee was not, 
in this last game, um, which is which I think is really important. Uh, the referee was pretty consistent on both ends. So we'll see. We'll see. But each each one of these games are going to be individual games. And there's going to be an individual star step out uh, normally uh, from where you don't suspect. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, which is what makes it a great game. We've got to grab the appetizers get ready to go. Don't take, let TC take it any buffets. Have them bring some appetizers to the house. Yeah, and uh, you're wearing green and gold, and the green and gold isn't playing. All right, so you want to involve you want to involve Leland Carter. I involve Marco D'Angelo. Hey, let's just keep the party going. Let's bring in your boy Scott Savloff. I'll we'll see what he's got to say is if he can get you right. What's up, Scott? Join the party here. Oh boy, here goes the neighborhood. <laughs> The seven footer's going off here. He's 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 whining. He's crying. He I'm trying to get him to make a prediction. He doesn't make a prediction, and uh, he's all fired up today. So I got to bring bring you in to get him right now. Go ahead, Scott. Here's what you need to do: have him watch Andy Griffith <laughs> for about an hour and a half, and he'll be calm, relaxed, reset, ready to go. No, we're not talking about Andy Griffin. Maybe an episode of The Bachelor. Maybe you get that going. Now you really got something. <laughs> that is the most. See, here, here's the thing. The seven foot friend of ours will chastise all these other people. Yep. But every Monday when The Bachelor, Bachelorette is on, he's got his popcorn. It's buttered, little salt on it. He's got a little bit of McKellen. He's just sipping it, watching, going, wow. I wish I was on that show. <laughs> Wait, do they have a senior uh, bachelor? Is that what they have? Senior bachelorette? That- that, that's because he frosts his hair. Yeah. That's what he says. He, no, he highlights his hair. Oh, my goodness. We go from Andy Griffith to The Bachelor. I, listen, I've watched uh, enough TV that I've never seen you go to The Bachelor. You watch The Bachelor? And you're getting the popcorn ready for that? You're talking about getting the appetizers ready for game two tonight? Are you, are you going to go away from the game if the Warriors start uh, blowing them out and you're going to the Bachelor? Is that what you're doing? Well, well, no, well okay. As you know, I don't usually watch a whole game anyway. It's yeah. got to be the first and, uh, and and fourth quarter. And, yeah, and then it's like, now you won't do this. You won't turn on any rifle men or some Star Trek, which what you should do, some sci-fi, uh, because that's that's another subject right there of elements. You can't, and, by the way, Black Panther 2 was a pretty good movie. Oh, you did see it. So, right. Okay. That's right. I did see Th- it. Thanks for not uh, uh, watching it with me. I appreciate that. Yeah, you enjoyed the first one so much. <laughs> of course, we're going to bring you out. Maybe what we'll do is we'll go to a buffet and go to Black Panther 2, and you have a great night on that. <laughs> the buffet's not but, my but, idea. But I told you that, all right? What, what, what he's not telling you is he's hedging his bet. He's like, I'm going to watch 10 minutes of the game, and then Love Island is on. Oh, and they've got a <laughs> British Love Island. That's where that's where he goes. Listen, oh, that's, and, that's, and then that's, and then what he does, he puts on SportsCenter to get the highlights. Yeah, you know when I invited you on today, I had no idea that that we were going to have discussions of uh, the the Bachelor and Love Island, this sort of thing. You know, I knew you'd probably be on me today, but this is ridiculous. I mean, you know, I, I knew we have a party line here going with a guest of five. It's all yeah, good. It's got, all good. You got it. You got You got to be a, vers- a versatile person. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You can't. Uh, you can't be stiff. Now, Scott. 
Scott is, uh, you know, he's got his routine. I'm sure he went over tonight. And he got some, uh, he got some big chicken. He got some roasted vegetables because God forbid we put uh, put any calories on him. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this would be really interesting. If he goes to Vegas, you bring him to your hot dog spot, and you guys wolf down a couple of dogs together. See how far that goes. Oh no, that, that's an automatic. No, we, uh, Bill, we do have some breaking news here. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, all right? But, uh, you know, our buddy over there, uh, Scott Savloff, you know, he is a celebrity consultant. You knew that, right? He's a celebrity <laughs> consultant, yeah? You know, worked with many of the stars, right? Including Frank Sinatra and, you know, you know all that, right? So, there it is. So, he is is got some serious thoughts about Harry Styles being in the same vein as Frank Sinatra. How about that breaking news? Our celebrity consultant, Scott Savloff. What do you want to say about that? Uh, are you asking me? The, or, yes. or are you asking, you know, Miss oh, I want to hear from both of you. I want to hear from both of you. Let's, uh, let's, let's do the coin flip. Bill, call it in the air. Heads or tails? What do you got? No, no, no. It's, 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 it's Scott's heads. I would love to hear what Scott All right, Scott, it's heads, and Scott goes first. Uh, the seven-footer has deferred to the second half. Go. Well, it would be my way of saying Bill and I know how important LeBron is to you, okay? So when you start talking about iconic people, we know that this show has to divert to LeBron stuff. 100% LeBron, like the LeBron hour. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't have time for that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that that's all you got? I mean, you you we've no, got this no, article with you as a celebrity here. consultant and you know, we got your mug there, we got everything else, we got uh here here's my here's my theory. Harry Styles? Come on. Okay. Everything is cyclical. Hmm. Everything. So at some point your discussion with that big boy there is going to be that there's some big dudes that came into the NBA and they're actually finding the low post, which is a foreign subject right now. <laughs> Sorry? Yes. But, but it's cyclical. It's going to happen. Okay. It's, 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 it's coming back. And, and, and that's why my point is, in today's world, Harry Styles, when the question was asked of me, the, the, the reporter asked me and said, who would you compare to Frank Sinatra? I said, well, you can't compare anybody to Frank Sinatra. He's iconic. He was a one-of-a-kind iconic feature. However, in today's world, Harry Styles can sing and he can act. And that's the only comparative I can make of someone who can really sing and can act. I never pictured Savloff of being a One Direction guy. Bill, do you even know who Harry Styles is? Yeah, that's not my favorite. Yeah, okay. No. So let's hear it. Uh, if, now, if, now, if he was on, look, if he was on The Bachelorette, oh, then of course he's. A, Huge star. <laughs> All right, real, real quick, Bill, we got because we got to get wrapping up here. Uh, Harry Styles uh, uh, and Frank Sinatra, the Rat Pack, in the same sense. Are you buying that? 
But why not? You do hip hop there with Elton John. So, um, <laughs> what are you talking about? the same thing. I tell him, I tell him I go to an Elton John concert. And I've always liked Elton John, and he's and he's giving me a bad time. He's throwing in a you know hip hop. You're thinking that I'm comparing Curtis Blow or Run DMC or Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, you know, with uh, Elton John. I mean, come on, man. I mean, you're really stretching it. You know, you know who really needs to start recording his rap, LeBron. Yeah. Uh, the president of his fan club is right there uh, in in Sacramento right now. There you go. All right, uh, we got we got to stop this nonsense. Uh, you guys at, at, added absolutely nothing to the program today. Leland Carter did though. I'll tell you that Leland came strong. Leland and Marco, there it is. Go 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 read go go listen to Scott Savloff on the path here his world famous podcast it is outstanding and you can listen to his thoughts on Harry Styles and uh, Frank Sinatra there you go yep. Scott does Scott does a great job and uh, you know he's got uh, he knows a lot of people uh, very very interesting and curious uh, I'm, I'm pleased Lila was able to uh, uh, get you right a little bit. A bit. Uh, Even though he now knows that is uh, that is my task. It's a lot of work, but uh, I will continue through that journey to see uh, to see what I can do. All right, let's go. Uh, let's close it with this. Go around the round table. Who wins game two tonight? Scott, we'll start with you. I'm going sack. He's going sack. All right, Marco, who do you got? Sacramento plus the points. Well, Sacramento plus the three. All right, Leland, who you got, Leland Carter? Sack again. Seven footer. Um, I'm just going to be consistent through the course of the year. I'm going sack. <laughs> Golden State hasn't won and then uh, on the road all year. Why? I don't see why it should happen tonight. All right, okay, then I'll go Golden State. I'll be the only sane one here. There it is. That'll be three food bets from y'all coming. There it is. There it is. And, and none of them will be buffets. How's that? Well, thank God for that. Yeah. <laughs> I think all of them should be buffets. <laughs> oh, and uh, listen, uh, our, our listeners are chiming in. Uh, here's the quote from uh, um, from Fernando. Real men do buffets once a month. There are 13 buffets open in Va- Vegas right now. There you go. See? You got you got some buffet support here. Yeah, they, they, he probably works at a buffet. So <laughs> <laughs> he's doing it right. <laughs> hey Bill, there's only three buffets that are worth going to, and TC would never spend the price to go to those three. Let me tell you, so you're safe. But I, but I go to my favorite one. You know where that's at? The Cosmopolitan, baby, the Wicked Spoon. That's one of the three. Yeah, that's it. One of the great ones. Scott, I appreciate you today, man, uh, for chiming in. Leland, thank you very much. Unabated to the quarterback. Leland had no idea he was making an appearance on the show today, but uh, producer Cartwright came through with that. There you go. All right, and. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I hope all three of you guys lose your wagers tonight. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's so mean-spirited. So, <laughs> I don't, mean-spirited? You're sitting there and you'd go tag-team on me. You and the seven-footer are about LeBron. Jeez. You guys, you guys go back and, look, and lick some stamps look, for the know, fan club. Right right there, right right off the, the set, on top of your laptop, is a, is a glossy of LeBron autographed. <laughs> TC, my biggest <laughs> fan. <laughs> wow. No, my, 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 I got, I got blue and gold number thirty. I got, I got one of those. That's on the screen. Uh, no, you, 
Look, we got the you got the poster above, you know, in your bedroom, the LeBron poster. <laughs> and, and, and if if I have that, then that means you got one of uh, Leaf Garrett in yours. How's that one? How's that, Bill? Savlov and Leaf Garrett. Yeah, David wow, Cassidy. You're willing really, really to take us some shots now, I know. <laughs> guys. I appreciate well, it. Man. Hey, enjoy the games tonight, you guys. Enjoy the game, and uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll reconvene later. Adios. Appreciate it. Adios, guys. There it is. I don't know what happened there. I had an idea.